This is Corey Gray and Tony Stewart from Hairdistry. Thank you for tuning in to the Hairdressers Podcast. Now here's a word from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Morgan and I'm the owner of Jade Beauty Co. in the Chicago suburbs. I have used Schedulicity for the last four years of my business and I cannot say enough good things about it. Not only does it work perfect for my salon, and all the features and options that they offer, but the way that Schedulicity has handled the COVID-19 crisis has just been amazing. And for salon owners or any small business, it has really taken one less thing off my very heavy plate right now, and I cannot say enough good things. Hello, everyone. My name is Jerry Natuno. And this amazing podcast is brought to you by Schedulicity. Welcome to your day off. My name is Corey. And of course, I'm sitting with my boy, Tony. What up, dog? What's up, brothers? Good to be back. Good to be back. Back in the house. Um, I'm excited about today's conversation because uh, at the core of our podcast, regardless of any of the episodes that we've done, um, our, our, our funnel or why we've always done it was was to help the industry and not help the industry as a whole, but to help the people in the industry. And and I think that this gives us an opportunity to to do exactly that. I'm taking credit for what you know our guest is going to talk about. Though. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because, I mean, uh, it, it's. She is so passionate about what she's doing, and it really, literally, I mean, she's tagging everybody in it, but it, some, for some reason, it just popped on our radar. Yeah. And you know what? She's doing what she's doing for the right reason, for the right people in our industry. For, for, for our homies, man. For yeah. our homies in the industry. So um, so today our guest is uh, Jesse Kloss. And uh, Jesse is, um, she, I don't know if it, we'll get the right words, but, you know, she's representing the uh, Pro Beauty Federation, which is, which is a professional uh, beauty company um, or beauty federation, essentially, right? Like a nonprofit. Um, but, but you know, what they're trying to do is break through and, 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 to, and to help your business, certainly in these trying times and everybody's business has been down at least 25% this year. And, you know, um, she has a, she, she's going to tell us how we can, um, how you can supplement some of that 25% that you've lost. Yeah. And I can't wait to get into it. And plus for those who don't know who she is, they're going to get a chance to find out a little bit more about her yep. and why her heart is so big. Boom. You said it best, right? Yep. Should we bring her in? Let's do it. I like how we say that. Should we bring her in? Like, we're not going to. Like, right. it's a question, right? <laughs> hey, so, uh, Miss... Uh, baby, let's wait. Wait a second. Exactly. Hey, so, Miss Jessie Kloss, welcome to your day off. Hey, Thanks for bringing me on, guys. I'm obsessed with this industry, and I'm so glad that it popped up on your radar. Um, we have been trying to get this message out there. Um, for a while. And I just am so grateful to be a part of something so great. This business is something that changed my life almost 20 years ago. Um, the people we've met, the artists, I'm a creative director at Chavez Salon in Blackhawk, California. And 
you know, we've all been affected big and small. So we just really wanted to help um, pay it forward to the industry and help save as many people as possible, if possible, and just help share this message. So we're going to get into that uh, probably, well, we will a little bit more later into the podcast. But first, uh, let's get to know you a little bit better. Where did you grow up and how did you find the industry? I grew up in Danville, California, and I have just always been obsessed with hair and makeup since I was a kid. Um, my aunt was a hairdresser, an old school one that had the most bomb updos and the most bomb like frosting back in the day. She was such a Barbie doll and she really inspired me to get into the more artistic side of hair. And when I fell in love with hair or the beauty industry, it's when I fell in love with the artistic side of it. So I'm a L'Oreal colorist. I'm a um, creative director. I love photo shoots. I love hair color. I'm an artistic director for um, City of Angels Hair Extensions. And I just love this business, the people you meet. Um, I've traveled far and wide. I've been to Paris Fashion Week. I've been to New York Fashion Week. Um, I've studied at Bumble. Uh, we've been working with the Orbe crew. So I'm very, very, very obsessed with all facets of this business. Um, I've owned my own salon. I've worked for a big salon. Um, yeah, I mean, a million things that have just carried me through and all the people that I love. So did your family support you in that decision of, you know, going in to be in the Clearly at first, um, it was a little hard for them. I went to college for about two years to try and do some business school and I just was failing massively. I loved hair so much. I stopped thinking about it. So I needed to quit school and go work at a really amazing salon in Walnut Creek at the time. Phoenix Salon and Day Spa, Julie Brun was my boss and it was a departmentalized salon. So it was the first like in California, one of the first in California to go really New York and she, she, and have all this kind of specialized education. So that's really when I kind of started and started to fall in love with different little individualized pieces of this business. So was um, your aunt, was your aunt, your mom's or your dad's sister? My dad, my dad's sister. So did he, and he was amazing at what she did, but um, at the time I think it was a lot harder for her to travel and do all the fashion week type things. So he didn't want me to just be at the salon and just not have any kind of business skill. And so really learning some business and being a hairdresser and putting those books together is what made me find all the other things that brought me joy. I am an actual business person. So it helped that I took that little bit of time to get to know that part of this business. And then Bumbling, Bumble we owned a salon that was Bumble exclusive. So we went through their owner work educator program. So that really changed everything. And I actually brought my dad to one of those things. So they see years later, look, we're doing business classes and he couldn't believe it. He was so like mind blown and proud and like amazed by this industry and what it had become since his sister's days. So yeah, he wasn't too thrilled, but he saw the beauty in it after, you know, when it was all connected later down the road. It's pretty amazing how like, you know, how our industry's kind of evolved since like the 70s or 80s to where like it, it was kind of like, and I don't really know, but just, you know, trying to kind of think of the evolution of it, like it was kind of hobby shop kind of stuff. And then you had people like Summit or Michael Cole or them that kind of changed that, oh, we can like treat this as a business, right? And it can, it can be a business. And, you know, we've seen it. Yeah. I mean, even in our 30 years, we've seen a big difference in, in, in just how it's, how it's more business oriented. I mean, luckily for us, we worked for a very, very smart business guy early in our career. So we kind of saw it from that side. Um, but, you know, the industry has definitely 
I'm not going to say definitely again, but but it feels like it's it's changed a bit, and and the business is a serious part of it now. Yeah, and we don't really look at that. We don't. We work in our business, not on our business, and that is something that I found. You know, when this all began, like okay, nine months ago, we are out of work, and never in a million years did I think that would happen. I have two small kids, a husband that's also out of work. Um, I'm head of household, so it's harder to think about shit. What are we going to do in a couple weeks? Um, and so working on a dream that I had maybe 10 years ago, I've done, you know, mastered hair mastered. I've worked with Kian Hong, who's um, global creative director of Orbe. I've had a lot of great people in my life to help give me advice and guide me through things. And, um, and I've been in a business mouth to other businesses in the East Bay. They've called me for advice, which is a great feeling that I can help you go in or out of business and, um, you know, it's just funny that I never thought that this would be something that I would channel so much, this business aspect of our business. I thought that just being creative director or artistic director, I'm going to do some bang and hair. I'm going to install, you're going to cut, we're going to do some amazing collaborations, but it's more than that. What are we doing in our business? We have to really think about everything, what's next. Um, and so I started just working on my business nine months ago for this new dream. What does the new, new look like? Am I still dreaming about the past? Am I dreaming about the new future? all those things kind of come into play. What are we going to do? What does the new future look like now that we're allowed back? Um, you know, all of our worlds are completely different. Those who used to go to Fashion Week and were the leaders of New York Fashion Week can no longer fly there with the same contracts. Like they have to send someone else completely that's already in New York. So people's dreams in California have been, you know, lifelong careers just totally changed. And until we can get everyone vaccinated, no one can go do anything. So it's just a different new. You know, it, it, it is a different world. And it, it's interesting to kind of watch it all like evolve, because, I mean, what's happening now is like we're in the middle of evolution. You know, the, the, the tricky thing about evolution is you don't usually see it or you can't usually identify it. But, you know, the last nine months, we just had a podcast with uh, with Gordon Miller, the CEO of Hairbrained, and and he brought up on the podcast how like this has been a major shift. This has been a five-year shift that's happened in nine months. You know, where they were projecting we would be as an industry in five years is happening today, you know, whether it's like digital education or whatever. And one of the things that we talked about was that um, less, there's less interest or less movement if you're looking at like Instagram and stuff about like, you know, how to do the, the, the next balayage, whatever, or how to do the next highlight thing. And everything is kind of shifting to like, how do, how, what can we do in our business to even have a place to do these things, you know? And, and, and certainly I'm talking about, I'm talking about this from, you know, the other 49 states that, that, that have been in comparison, slightly impacted where California's taking the bombs, right? Like California has, they've, they've, I, I don't know how you guys do it. Um, at the beginning of this, we had Rebecca Taylor on and I'm like, girl, I don't know how you're doing it. And now, you know, we're, what are we, how, how long ago did we do that podcast? Five, five months ago, yeah. six months ago. And I mean, and today I don't know how she's doing it. So I don't know, you know, big, uh, big prayers, big high fives, big hugs to our, our, our California brethren. Cause I, I just don't, I, I can't even imagine. Like, I know it's impacting you guys a, a great, deal. You know, we have some friends that are there, but, 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 you know, it is what it is. And, 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 you know, we, we just keep moving forward. I don't know if I made a point there, if I just rambled, I think I just rambled. That's exactly, that was what I was trying to say too. Um, yeah, no, we have to, we have to really get California back together. And what I'm noticing is a lot of people are really open to talking, um, here, there's a lot of network going on. Let's do a collaboration. Let's try and get together for a photo shoot. Um, anything we can do to just keep pushing forward for now, you know, 
um, yeah, we're still, even Californians that work for companies, we're still like not really allowed to fly yet out to New York or out to here, out to there. So it's really hard because we're just trapped a little bit. So yeah, any, any kind of online education, any kind of new groups and forums and networking that you can do is going to help kind of get us back to the new norm, the <laughs> next chapter of hair. Right. I loved how you said, you know, like, you know, are you going to think about the, you know, how things were, or are you thinking about, you know, what the new norm is going to be? Uh, so let's go through that a little bit. I mean, when you're thinking about that or when you're networking and collaborating, I mean, what are you guys discussing? I mean, this exactly. You guys want me to read you guys a quote. So Ted Gibson and I were talking about this the other day and I'm like, what does this mean? And he's like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out too what it means. So I'll read it to you guys real quick. It's beautiful. We love Ted, by the way. I just, I love him. Um, most people assume that the world works in a logical, linear, and somewhat predictable way, but that's not always the case. Expecting that on any given day, everything will go as planned actually helps perpetuate that illusion. During this time frame, these assumptions are severely compromised. The regular logical flow of events will appear to be disrupted. So what we dreamt about in the past and what we tried to manifest for ourselves, if we're still thinking that way, this is a new, new, and it's kind of working like there's so many different ways that you can read this um, thing. So we tried to really pick it apart numerous times and maybe we're manifesting in the wrong way because we're not including the new normal. We're trying to reject the new normal, but that's, this is never going to go away. Um, this was the PG-13 pandemic, you know what I mean? We hope that future rollouts will change the next course of action later. But, um, you know, for now, we have to really take this into consideration of what happens if it happens again, a different virus. Um, you know, what does work look like for us? Again, we're willing to work 10%, 25%, whatever. Um, but, you know, all of this thinking about our future, we really have to think about what that looks like and how we're painting our new, new. So a lot of us have to get together and create these stories and scenarios and models with masks on and just get re-inspired, you know, doesn't sound that glamorous, but we'll make it glamorous. We'll make it pretty. Well, I, you know, I don't think like, you know, to my point earlier, like, you know, being so focused on, you know, like, like the quote of 2020 was, we were talking to a good friend of ours and she was like, listen, nobody's trying to make money this year. Everybody's in survival mode. Like, how can we survive 2020? Not necessarily, you know, make profit. And this is the first time in, in. And it was Jackie Davis who I had this conversation with. I mean, she's been in salon room for 20 years at least, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the first time in 20 years where they're not talking about how to make a profit. They're talking about how do we survive? How do we keep the doors yeah. open? You know, so 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 moving forward, you know, what does that look like? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think we're starting to see a little bit of that. I think that it is going to be a new normal. But, um, you know, I think I think we also have two different things. I think our new normal is is getting butts back in the chair. Right. And then also like like where where's the industry as far as like the artistry artistry of the industry and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's two different new norms that, that, that we'll have to have. Yeah, we want our clients to feel comfortable. And we're also the Pro Beauty Federation. Fred Jones is, you know, helping us fight and win our integrity back a little bit for, you know, our job and what we weren't deemed essential or what we weren't allowed to do. Um, we have to get everyone's confidence back up. So that's what we're trying to do as well. At, you know, just build confidence within salons. What's the new culture look like? What's your new salon um, 
you know, mission statement. What's the new mission? I mean, we all have a different mission now than we did before. It's not all about the fun stuff. It's, you know, a little bit dirtier than that. So we really need to really look at what our old missions were, what our new missions are and how we can save the salon culture. And this is exactly my mission. Let's save the salons out there um, and re-incentivize and re-inspire and paint a new picture of what this all looks like and get some new teams collaborating in California and New York. And, you know, so we've got Ted or, you know, he's got the new starring salon and it's amazing and it's beautiful and having some options to work with some greater people. And the funny part is, I think before COVID, sometimes things were unreachable, but now as a stylist, when you, you know, bond with your people that you just find fascinating, they're there for you. They're going to communicate back to you. They're going to help you. They're going to give you ideas, you know, with Ted and these um, quotes, it's so inspirational for me. So now I look for them in the morning and like, mm-hmm. what is that? Or how can we, you know, say this 18 different ways to make it stick? And it's like these light bulbs just keep going off. And we need that with each other right now. We need to keep that, you know, it's a movement and we are trying to move and shake each other up and keep, you know, keep our sanity. So it's not about money. It's about our core. It's about our culture. And if that goes away, what's going to happen, you know? So we need to really help salons get back on their feet that way. And I feel like there's tons of people out there willing to help. We're just trying to create something cool, you know? For all our homies. It's a hair homie. We're all writers for each other, so. I love it. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why, you know, when uh, you were tagging us and I brought it, you know, up to, you know, to the podcast, I was like, dude, I mean, we got to jump on board with this because she's, you know, you are doing what we love to do. And that's just to help, you know, our brothers and sisters in the industry. And so uh, you're doing it. Uh, with with the right people and, and you're trying to get this, this, you know, noise out and we're going to help you get it out. And so let's, uh, so as you're collaborating with, with, with Ted Gibson and everybody, and I, I noticed that uh, you guys were, uh, I guess, Nick Arojo and them, they did something as well. And uh, he, I know he has a huge salon, like all these people, you know, no matter how, you know, you think you're in it by yourself, but it affects all the way up to to the big time guys, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's affected, and and if anything, you know, they have a a much bigger pill. I'm not saying it's you know it's more important, but you know, it's a lot of pressure when you got a lot of people that you're trying to help. But it is important because to us, for me, the way that I think as a person, as a stylist, um, I need those people to survive because if I see them fall apart, then I'm going to fall apart. Like what fuck's the point? You know what I mean? So they've worked their whole lives to get there. And we know this and we know the blood, sweat and tears and to just have it ripped away from you. I need those very people to survive, you know, for the rest of the chain, the food chain to really feel inspired and motivated that this is going to help. We're going to win. We're going to be okay for another five years or so. Like it's okay. We're going to get everyone back on track. So I personally have taken thousands of emails, phone calls, text messages. We're going to hear, we're here to help take the fear out of it. Hold your hand, walk you through the process. Um, we'll check on you again after you've applied. I mean, there's a great circle of people that are helping with this. So we need all the big guys, which we know that, you know, the bigger salons out there have higher rents, have more people that are employed. We know they're hit hard. So our salon alone, we had five locations that now have been downsized to two, two big bones. Each has about 26 to 50 people inside the building. Um, and we're renters. So each of our renters were allowed to get this money. And then our 
salon owner got 90,000 for one, 108,000 for the other. So we're safe. We're okay. We can continue to lead. We can continue to invite all of our other neighboring salons in. And we helped every one of our salons that we knew in the Bay area. So we literally called every single one of them and asked them, do you need this or do you already have it? And so we know everyone's safe. We know everyone took advantage of the program and, um, so we're just trying to help each state out there keep collecting, keep applying. Um, last time there was 130 billion of un, un used funds. Exactly, but unused money. And so we just really want people to know. Last time we know it was bad. Last time we know there wasn't laws that helped protect us. So this round of PPP is completely different and it's there to really help save your business. So big That's salon awesome. owners, chair renters, 1099, you name it. Um we're trying to help all of you guys get it. That, that's awesome. Um, I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit today, um, and then we'll get. And then, then I want to ask you some questions about PPP and how that's going to work. But um, you know, I, I have a little bit of frustration, and Tony and I have talked about this. Um, but I'll take all the frustration, so he can he can disown it if he wants. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I have a little bit of frustration with the industry because I think that the industry as a whole, and I mean like the manufacturers and, and, and those that that we support, I think they should have done a better job of coming together and creating creating the verbiage and creating the 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 whatever that, that we're a safe industry. You know, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like the, I don't feel like the brands, I think that they were so worried about their own dollar that they didn't think about long dollars down the road. And I think that it'd have been really nice if all the manufacturers that have, that have the influence, if they were to get together and they were to, uh, you know, whether it's, um, you know, some PSAs or something about that we're a safe industry or whether it's to put pressure on, on politicians to say, Hey, we are essential. You know, I, I kind of put the blame more on them because they're the ones that have the influence, right? Like, like, like a, like a hundred thousand dollars salon doesn't have the influence that 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 a, that a, that a 10 billion dollar l'oreal company has you know and and it, it should have come from them and they, they should have come together instead of worrying about their dollar and started to worry about about you know what's good for the entire industry so that's a little frustration that i have and i, and I agree because i mean interstate board there's a huge section on sanitation controlled disease all this, we go through this, right? So we have more knowledge on this subject than most industries out there that were able to stay open. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. True. It's true that we were never, you know, there's been uh, medical professionals out there that have prescribed facials that have prescribed things, um, hair replacement. So then they prescribed a haircut. So we have medical scientific evidence that we, you know, didn't help contribute. We helped contain the spread of infectious disease. And even if we are limited capacity, 10% or 25%, we touch an entire community. We are responsible for getting this message out and emotionally, emotional capital, like checking your client. Like even if you had a COVID test, like you were flying an airplane, um, a COVID test in three days, just bring your results and you come to the salon. There's ways that we can go around this, that we can operate efficiently and not do kitchen sink hair, which also helps contribute to the spread. They right. needed to allow us to work in our square and we can contain and control the space. Not to mention the thousands of dollars worth of, um, you know, bombing and like, cleaning equipment that we provided on a permanent level. So there's people out there, the bigger salons that are suffering that don't have the money that already put the money out there to do these huge complete services um, of cleaning and to keep it a continued thing where bombs will smoke the place out at night. And it's like a fog machine that can help clean anything on the surface. There's, there's a lot of things that have been done and our state board isn't doing anything to make sure that we're, um, you know, doing the proper thing as well as, 
like supporting us instead of just giving us fines all the time. They always come right. after never before. Mm-hmm. And I think that's completely like the ass backwards. And it's been that way for years. So who's in charge of that? Why did we have to take a state board test if we were never deemed essential? And someone in the spread of infectious disease control will create, you know, will control the epidemic from ever becoming a pandemic. So how they had rolled out for just human consumption and not anything else and giving people COVID and not containing it um, is wrong. And that these big companies continuously, you know, send us color emergency status. We got a color box, we got to sell. We're not applying it. We're, what's the liability? There was no help for us whatsoever. I mean, we had our reps sending us things. Um, I'll meet you in the back alley for color bowls because nationally we had no color bowls because mm-hmm. everyone was selling um, color boxes at home. So it was an interesting thing how we had to help ourselves. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's some fundraising or not fundraising, but there's some grants going out from L'Oreal um, just recently that I've know that I was given an email about. And I just feel like it's kind of so far traveled now and I feel like now we have found a way to help ourselves that we almost like don't need it you know what I mean like we need it but we needed it like six eight months ago so yeah I totally agree it's a frustrating time no one knew what was going to happen but we now know and there's got to be someone that thinks on their feet quick not just me or you guys or anyone you know what I mean we're not the billionaires in charge here All right, cool. Let's get into it. So the reason that you came on today was because um, you've been an advocate for 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 us getting these PPP loans. Um, uh, now we've heard about PPP loans, but actually the uh, the beauty the Pro Beauty Federation they've teamed up with a bank that's giving loans directly and specifically. And correct me where I'm wrong, specifically to our industry. And 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 I applied. And one of the questions was, is how are you in the industry? You know, are you a, are you a salon owner? Are you a nail tech? Are you a, a whatever, whatever, whatever? However, you're in this Cosmo kind of kind of world. Um, so. Uh, uh, so yeah, th- this is really interesting, and I will tell you this too: is that I um, I applied for a, a couple of the PPP two loans, and um, and I I got a, I got an answer back uh, within like seven days, where the other people are taking like fourteen twenty one days to even get back to you. So so not only that, but they've kind of condensed it so 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 we can get the money uh, a little bit quicker. So uh, I think I took your whole rap, but uh, you know, pick up where I left off. No, um, so the PPP rounds are, um, what did you say? It's a uh, Biz2 Credit and Pro Beauty Federation and Adesso who have partnered together. So Biz2 Credit is an application process and the app is built to help the beauty industry um, get an easy application approval. So um, last time it was super complicated. And, you know, even with EDD, people on EDD, it asks you, are you looking for work? And no, technically no one's looking for work, but you have to answer, yes, I'm looking for work. So, you know, there's a lot of misguided things that have happened over this course of time and people are terrified. They won't even consider the PPP option because it's labeled loan. Um, but technically the banks have nothing else to recognize it as. So it's a loan for 1% meant for your business. And if you spend over 60% of it on your business expenses, rent, utilities, medical bills, um, things like that, unexpected. Don't forget payroll. Well, payroll is super important. Um, but those that aren't paying payroll, it's your payroll and that's used for your rents and whatnot. So, um, again, it's not a loan. They just have to call it that because the bank has no other way to realize it recognize it. And when we go over the paperwork that you need for your forgiveness, um, I could be wrong, but $150,000, most of those people have to apply, um, have to show a ton of receipts, but standard in our industry is about 20,000. So those are not really asked for too many receipts unless you have some complicated payroll. Um, so it's so easy to get forgiven. I already received 20,000 from Square. 
um, for the first PPP round. And they walked me through the process. I just had to sign a piece of paper and they got me 100% forgiven. And I got approved for 30,000 the second time and it'll be just as easy. So $50,000 has now helped me out personally, um, forgivable that can help me stay in business and help me buy color from 10 grand worth of color from L'Oreal. I mean, um, this is just the next best thing, better than EDD money. Um, if you're collecting EDD money, you can stop the day that your loan goes in and then you can recertify the day that you are done spending that money. Um, so they ask you just to discontinue one to collect the other, and then you can go back on EDD money if you still need it. Um, but the PPP has been known to give you more, more help and it's forgivable and, um, not necessarily the state money, if that makes sense. So it's a real easy yes, thing. to. If, if I'm not mistaken too, um, and we'll have to ask Michelle Cook about this. Uh, Michelle Cook's our accountant, but I think that a loan isn't taxable where a grant is. So if they were to call it a grant, then it becomes a taxable uh, income, and 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 loans are not taxable. Like you, you know, if you get your car loan, the loan's not taxable, but you know, you have to pay sales tax on it. But 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 it's the the, the tax the the loan isn't taxable. So I think that that was kind of the workaround a little bit. And then by calling it a forgivable loan, then that way we can work around the tax. I think that that was negotiated in the PP, in the original PPP. So so we wouldn't be uh, stuck with a bunch of tax burden. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that is exactly exactly why. Um, thank you for adding that. So, I, but hold on. To be clear, I don't know if that's the truth or not. No, you're actually right. It's, it's, it's a right. It's a true statement. So um, all of the things about the PPP money is like, like I said, it's good for our business, our industry. We need it to get back on our feet. It's not going to hurt you later on. In the first round of PPP, there was so many things. There was not enough laws protecting it. So it did hurt people. This round of PPP is not going to hurt you. Um, and if you didn't receive your first round of PPP, this will be your first round. Um, and then you'll get another letter later, later saying you can qualify for a second round. So it's really, it's really a time for us to encourage people to get it. Um, I can't really tell you guys the numbers, but what we know, we haven't dented the 284 billion. There's 1.2 million people across the country that um, need to apply because we just haven't even hit a billion dollars yet. I can tell you that much. So I just think that not enough people know about this and know that it's not something that's going to hurt you negatively. Um, you know, just because it says, I'll be honest, I haven't applied uh, through that uh, portal. And literally, when we're done with this, I'm going to apply through this portal. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm close to across the country the to, get to help them pull it out. And we talked a little bit about California. Just to be clear, it's available to all uh, salon owners or all business owners. I mean, if you're listening to this and you're not a salon owner, it's also available to you. Maybe not through the uh, the, the Pro Beauty Federation, but there's many, many uh, companies out there that are doing the PPP loan. I encourage everybody to do the second round of PPP. Now, let's be, you know, let, let, let's let's talk about some of the boundaries here. Like you have to use the money for your business. You know, you have to use a certain percentage of the money towards your payroll. It's literally called the... Uh, uh oh, the payroll protection, whatever, right? Program. I mean, program. Okay. So it's literally called the payroll protection. So a certain amount of your income has to be used. I'm sorry, a certain amount of the PPP loan has to be used towards your uh, payroll. Um, if you're a sole proprietor like we are, you know that just means the money that you collect or that you pay yourself. That's your pay. That's your paycheck that you can use, and then that becomes forgivable. I mean, um, this is an this is an incredible. And then any money that you make, you can kind of put that into a savings account or something. Um, what we did just as a just as a 
as a little like hack is we actually opened up a separate business account and we called it PPP. So that way, every single dime that comes out of that that account was 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 for PPP purposes. So that way we did our payroll out of there and all that just to just to make sure that when it comes time to ask for that forgiveness, that our records are are mega, mega clean. And there's no uh, there's no scratching of the head or questioning. And honestly, even for us, there's no questioning like, oh, this is payroll. It's coming out of this account as opposed to like putting it in a, uh, a general fund. Yeah. And for the independent stylists, like we called um, salon centric and they printed it up, printed us out um, invoices of what color we had spent, you know, everything is there for you. You just roll, we're going to go through a whole course of action and what you need to collect. Um, we're going to have some financial information classes and, um, many things coming up on pro beauty federation. So we're really just trying to help regain the industry's financial security and confidently, and, and we'll start rolling out some information on how to get forgiven. And we'll walk you through that process. And so how, how did you get connected with Pro uh, Beauty Federation? They were just doing uh, good stuff and you're like, you know what, I want to be a part of it to help. And yeah, So I really have been looking for some type of organization in our business to help with now that I've been working on my business. I want to um, work with someone that's fighting for our rights because I feel like I've just been robbed this entire time and then given back my life and then robbed again. I mean, it was just the weirdest feeling how we felt. And so I needed something bigger than... If I can't work on my clients, I need to help what sad feelings I feel going throughout our community across the country. Everyone that I talk to, it doesn't matter if you're a New York hairdresser, uh, Ohio, Utah, Texas. I mean, everyone's going through something emotionally with everything that happened with the elections. I mean, our people are just so sensitive right now and we need to love and coddle them a little bit. You know what I mean? And stylists, we know everything about everyone in every community. So we do the whole community. So it's just such a vulnerable time for us right now that this organization just felt like the right thing. No one knew about Fred Jones until COVID had happened. He's been fighting for our rights for the past 20 years as hairdressers. Um, he's a wonderful person and he's the one that's been um, heading the Federation. And I just noticed that some things on social media needed to be like addressed. So I asked him if I could start helping him and I fell in love with the organization, the people, the other stylists involved, the purpose of this organization. So I'm really happy about what is next to come. So it's an awesome organization helping all of us across the country, not in California. All right. So if I'm a salon owner and I need to, uh, how do I access the, uh, the PPP loan or how to, you know, how's the best way to kind of navigate to, to, to getting, um, you know, the, the hairdresser or the hair industry uh, loan. So probeautyfederation.org has the link and you can follow that link or biz to credit. Biz to credit is working directly with pro beauty federation. So you can, go um, biz2credit.com as well and apply for the PPP round and just make sure that you list if it's first or second draw. That's the most important part. And then you have to state a 25% loss, which standard in our industry was when COVID first happened. So April, May, June was 25% loss for everyone as a whole. So you would show your best quarter and your worst quarter of 2019 and 2020. Yeah. I used um, used the second quarter because that, you know, that was April. We were out, you know, like March and stuff. So, um, and I was down, I mean, 25%. I wish I was down 25%. You know, I was down about 90% because at that point, I don't, we'd only come back for a couple of weeks at that point, right? right. Uh, in that quarter. So, um, and, uh, you know, I just needed my numbers from 19 to uh, to 20 just to kind of go head to head there. Uh, very, very funny question on the PPP too. And that is, 
are you the president of the United States, vice president of the United States, or does a member of Congress own more than 20 percent of your uh, of your business? So that that question pretty much tickled me because uh, I can't imagine how many people are answering that as no. <laughs> well, and that's another thing. So if we don't access this money, if we don't apply for it, then it goes to everyone else. Everyone, you know, we heard French Laundry got three million dollars. We heard Kanye West got a million dollars of the first PPP round. So we really need the people that need it to step up and get it. And like I said, there's not one of us that won't help you. We've helped thousands already actually fill out their application. We'll sit on the phone with you. We'll email you back and forth. Just reach out. JessieDoesHair.com. Uh, Jesse at Jesse Does Hair on Instagram. Um, Pro Beauty Federation. We're there to answer any question that you should have. And 130 billion left over. That's too much from last time. We really need people to just collect what's theirs. It's there waiting for you. I'm in. That's yeah. awesome. It's yeah. really awesome. I mean, I hate to say this, but, you know, I don't think you're ever any closer to free money. You know, I don't I don't want to say that necessarily, you know, because it sounds wrong. Even if you don't need it, you can borrow money for one percent. Like it's it's there because we all lost that two and a half months, you know, uh, every single person, big companies, small companies. It doesn't matter if you own a one chair space or if you own a 20 chair salon, it's for both of you. So get it. You know what I mean? It's going to take care of what we need to save our industry as a whole. We don't want to get rid of our salon culture. We want to keep it. We want to help, you know, save it. And no doubt. And, 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 oh, and oh, by the way, that money can also go to cover your, your past rent and your past interest um, on, on your mortgage if, if you own the space or, or uh, your, your past rent. So, you know, it, it covers, it, it can cover a whole lot. And listen, it's not really chump change if, 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 if you're, uh, you know, I think it's two and a half, two and a half months of your, uh, your income that it covers. So, uh, and that's gross income. Too. I made that mistake. I got to tell you, I made that huge mistake. The first time I applied, I applied Same. for, I applied for way, way less than, than my accountant, uh, who she's like, you apply for what? She's like, oh man, you undersold yourself big time. And then she gave me the proper number, which I should have gone through her in the first place. And then, uh, and then I know exactly. And then I got, I got quite a bit more. Well, I mean, I'll be honest. I got like, I think, you know, what's my tax income. It's like 30% or 35% more, um, by asking for the right number. You right. Know? And my, um, my, some accountants have told people that it's not, if you've collected EDD, then you cannot collect the PPP. And that's actually not true. It's, you just have to stop one to collect the other. And then if you continue to need your EDD benefits, which most people are getting less on their EDD. E than they EDD is a, that's unemployment, correct? Let's say that again. That's unemployment, right? State unemployment. Unemployment. Yeah. So if you need to, you know, we have two stylists that are married and um, one is pregnant or his wife is pregnant with her second child and they're in some credit card debt. And, you know, this is something that will get rid of that. So most of us have maxed out our credit cards, not knowing what to do. So your credit card receipts that were used for whatever you needed it for at that time, you know, all those things kind of come into this forgiveness. So there's lots of ways to get this money um, forgiven and, you know, don't pay 24% on your credit cards, pay 1% from the PPP loan. Um, but again, it's forgivable if you've used it on your business. So. And outside uh, direct, you know, just like reaching out to you personally, is there uh, a platform that there's like uh, a discussion board or ongoing conversations about all this? Of course. Um, on Instagram, we're posting a lot of content and we're communicating back and forth with every comment. Um, and then Facebook has a couple of groups going on right now that you can join as well. So Pro Beauty Federation on Facebook has a few different chat rooms for people. Yeah, I mean, the, the more that 
that I'm watching you and the more that I'm seeing what you're doing from the industry, the more I'm just so impressed by you. And I'm just truly super thankful for everything that you're doing for everybody in the industry. Yeah, definitely. I just love it. I could cry, you guys. I'm just obsessed. And I just cannot imagine another day without, you know, like we just still aren't somewhere yet, but we see the light at the end of the tunnel. And this news is just really positive and it will help. It will change and it will spread like wildfire if done properly. So we just thank you guys for getting this word out there and acknowledging what we've done. It's it's important and it's important that you guys have helped as well. It's um I, you know, I kind of think of those uh, of a salon owner, like, you know, feeling destitute because not knowing where to turn. And this, this is a small step to that. And it's a, it's a small step to, to saving your business and to keeping your business. So, you know, Jess, thank you very much for, 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 I mean, honestly, you're like running with this, right? I mean, it's, it's, you're owning it. You know, we keep seeing, we keep seeing your little face pop up all over the place, you know, talking about this. I'm out there. I'm trying to get a hold of everyone. So. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, well, thank you for getting a hold of us and for allowing keep us tagging us in it. We'll keep sharing it. Yeah, we'll keep sharing it. Um, Jess, uh, one more time, where can people find you? Where can they find uh, Pro Beauty Federation? Pro Beauty, uh, Pro Beauty Federation on Instagram, and the link is at the top of the page, as well as Jesse underscore does hair. Um, I have the link at the top of my page as well, not just for the PPP, but for grants as well. So if you don't qualify to get the PPP, there's a grant above the link, the first link. Um, and you guys can check that out. Personal DM me 925-786-8045 is my personal number. Oh. Anyone can call me on that phone number. It's also listed at the top of my Instagram, just here to help. So anytime. Awesome. Awesome. Miss Jess right. does hair. Miss Jess Claus. Thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Thank you. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on, um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>